0: This is talk story. Uh, Thirty years—it's the anniversary. Actually, was September 18th of when I started this show, and um, I'm always so pleased to be able to be here and and talk and meet with so many wonderful people in our community. And, and one of my passions is owner-operator businesses. I always um, can relate and, and get excited about people who take a leap of faith and and decide to go into a business and start a business themselves. And, uh, because it, it, it is a lot of work, and I understand that, having um, a business myself and having done business for myself for a long time. So today I am really thrilled to have Retta Bustini. Bustani. Bustani, close, i Come in, and I met Retta at the uh, tribute to the Rolling Stones that we did at Mulligan's. Uh, our friend um, from Shooting Star, Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve Steven? Steven mm-hmm. in, in, introduced us, and I just love the fact that I got a chance to meet you and your wife, Jamie. Um, and how wonderful you were. And I, you know, it's so funny because we get locked into our little work and our sites. And literally, um, I've been here, here at Koi Rate, you know, for years and years and years. And I didn't realize you're right around the corner. I've walked by Evolution Yoga Studio, I mean, at least once or twice a week, right?
1: Definitely. And I never met
0: you. You're right around the corner. You're a neighbor, right?
1: Yes. We're just around the corner. We're neighbors. And... We we get to meet on the south side and bring it back to central Maui.
0: Yeah, and you know what it's so cool. It's I mean, I am a yoga fanatic. I've been doing yoga gosh, probably longer than you've been alive, Retta. I, <laughs> I I've been doing yoga since I've been about twenty three or twenty four. Um and when I was starting way back then there weren't a whole bunch. There was a there was a handful of, of yoga practitioners. I think Dananda. Mm -hmm. was doing his yoga practices and a few others right from India and of course Yogananda had his self-realization fellowship practice of yoga but you wasn't like now now there's so many kinds of yoga that it kind of blows my mind and I can't even keep them straight you know but I know that I love yoga and so I'll start every morning doing yoga now when did you get turned on to yoga
1: I got turned on to yoga about uh, a little over uh, a decade ago, and uh, I just, I, I do remember walking into my first yoga class, and I was with a friend, and I was like, I don't know about this yoga thing. I'm just going to go try it, and we'll see what, you know. Uh, but where, it tot- where was that? That was in uh, on the East Coast in North Carolina, and it totally changed my life. Like, I never looked back. I would say, like, that the first year I would do it sporadically, but then I got hooked. And it totally, uh, literally, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it literally changed my life. And, And, you know, and through that, I just really, really wanted to share that with the people, with the community.
0: You know, it's so interesting, Retta. There's so many more women doing yoga than men. And it really is, and it's interesting, because I do yoga a lot of times at the Y and other places, but mainly the Y, uh, because I've been going there for years, and I have friends who are yoga teachers. And, I mean, you might see one, maybe two men in class, but they don't come regularly, and there's many times in a class where it's all women. So it's interesting that you as a man didn't mind and just really got into it. Did you find you were kind of unique in the fact that you were a man doing yoga classes?
1: You know, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to see that now more uh, men are into yoga. So it's uh, it's this really beautiful revolution that we see that, like, everybody is willing to walk and just do yoga, like, just to see what's available to them through this practice. And, And truly... If you think about it, like, anybody can do this. It just, and I always tell my student that 50% of the work is to show up.
0: Well, you know, you're right there. And it takes that, you know, it's beyond discipline. People say, oh, you're so disciplined, you can meditate every morning, you know. And I go, well, for me, I don't even think of it as discipline. I mean, I think of it as something I have to do. For me, that's just, that's something that is totally synced up with my consciousness, you know. I can't imagine starting a day without a little bit of, um, well, actually about an hour of meditation and, and a half hour of yoga, but I have to admit a lot of times it's really 15 minutes of yoga. <laughs> and then I set my insight timer and it's like, well, it really was only 15 minutes of yoga. And that's the good thing about classes because when I go to a class, I'll do the whole hour or hour and 15 minutes. But when I'm doing it on my own, I cheat. I just do the ones, I do the, the postures that I feel comfortable with no one's watching. No one says you've yes. got to do, you know, the whole group thing changes, right? Versus what you do on your own. The,
1: the whole dynamic changes because when you come into a class setting, so you're, you're there, but you have also a responsibility as a practitioner to hold space for other people. Mm-hmm. So you're not on your own. This is a shared responsibility when you walk into the space that like your presence has an impact of the, on the people around you.
0: You know, that's the truth, but a lot of people don't realize that.
1: You have to show up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the presence you're talking about, just being present.
1: Being fully present in there, and that allows you as an individual and practitioner to raise the vibration. It's true. And people around you feel that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, without sounding way out there, we're talking truly in terms of responsibility as an individual.
0: Mm, good point. Good point. You know what's nice is at Evolution Yoga. It's at 1942 Main Street. Of course, we're at 1900, and you're just around the corner up the street there. But you have lovely wooden floors. Yes. And a lot of places don't do that. And that there's something about a wooden floor that carries a good vibration and space to be on. You know, it's. It's not the same as being on, um, you know, vinyl floor or concrete floor or something else. That wooden floor is a great, great thing to have.
1: It's a great way to ground.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: You know, like uh, metaphorically, when we say grounding into the earth, and having a wooden floor, to tell you the truth, uh, brings that sense of grounding to uh, a deeper depth.
0: No, you there's know? absolutely truth to yeah. that, and I even know from, um, you know, having some nice wooden pieces over the year. It, the wood changes mm-hmm. with, with the actual oils of the feet, the oils of the body, the energy and everything. It, it, it carries that vibration as well. It holds that space as well.
1: Definitely. Right? Hence the name evolution. Yeah. Yeah, well, good
0: point. I hadn't thought of that.
1: You know, nothing stays the same.
0: Yeah. That's how you came up with the name. Uh,
1: yeah. and the pra- Even from uh, if you think about it, like the practice itself, it can be the same practice, the same postures, but it will never be the same twice
0: that's a good point and and sometimes certain postures well i notice especially on the balancing postures the tree pose and some of the others that that um there's days where it just is like right there and there's days it's like oh wait a second yesterday i could do this tree pose and it it didn't lose my center balance and the next day if i'm not as much in balance that posture won't be as much there Mm -hmm. either um but but there's also that um You know, when I started, there wasn't as much focus years and years ago on the downward dogs. And there's some classes that just really love their downward dogs and do the whole, you know, sun salutation, sun salutation, Mm -hmm. sun salutation, sun. I'm going, okay, sun salutation. (laughs) I got it, I got it. Uh, But I've had to increase my ability to do um, sun salutation, Mm -hmm. downward dog, uh, because a lot of um, yoga teachers, that's kind of like the whole thing. What kind of teachers do you have? How did you find your teachers, and what kind of classes do you have at Evolution Yoga? So
1: at Evolution Yoga, we're really emphasizing the practice of power vinyasa yoga, which is um, a practice that is based on the teachings of uh, our teacher, Baron, Baron Baptiste, and um, we're using that as um, a platform to really tap into who you are as an individual.
0: And I hate to admit it, I don't know. And again, I've done kind of Ashtanga yoga and mm-hmm. others, but I don't know this man. Tell me about Baron.
1: So ba- Baron is one of the pioneers in, uh, in the American modern yoga. You know, his parents were s- some of the first Americans to own a yoga studio in San Francisco in the 50s. Really? Yeah, Walt and Magana Baptist, And um, they they practiced with... You name it, Yogananda, Iyengar, mm-hmm. you know, all those uh, guys from India. And uh, Baron had the ability to take us um, as his students and as our community our, in our methodology. We took the elements of yoga and elements of personal development and merged them into our methodology, which allows anybody at any fitness level to walk in and be able to experience the benefits of a yoga practice staying um, truly concrete to make it available to anyone without having that feeling of uh, you know how anybody can walk in into yoga class and feel intimidated
0: oh yeah, yeah. and I, like I say I do think men feel more intimidated than yeah. women right
1: and this is tripping down yoga to make it available to anyone really to really tap into their power
0: so what are some of your postures you do some of the asanas you do in in this form of yoga
1: i mean you name it from sun salutations to balancing postures to trick an asana triangle pose mm-hmm. so the t- typical uh, poses of yoga mm-hmm. and um, we have a specific sequence called journey into power uh, that is the batiste sequence that we uh, we teach, you know, and depending on where you are on your journey, we adapt it uh, accordingly.
0: So you teach um, classes, and you also have um, a few other teachers. What time do you start with what teachers?
1: Okay, so we start, we have classes uh, from Monday to Friday at 8, nine, thirty, and 5 p.m. Okay. And Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m., we have Tiffany. Um, which she's a great teacher, teaches uh, a beautiful power vinyasa flow. And on Wednesday at 5, we do have um, a gentle flow.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it's it's a great uh, um, balance to a power vinyasa practice. Mm-hmm. Once a week, you can unplug. and
0: So before work and after work. Uh,
1: before work and after work, you know. And Saturday... Um, Morning, we have a longer class at 9 a.m. That is an hour and a half.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And at 11 a.m. we what have... What kind
0: of d- class is that on Saturday morning?
1: Uh, Baptiste yoga. So that's a j- full-on...
0: Is that your, ch- your class?
1: That's my class at mm-hmm. 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Full-on Batiste yoga. The h- room is heated to 92 degrees. Uh-huh. And we just go through the full practice. With um, And we usually do a a meditation before... Before we start the physical practice, a 5-10 oh. minute meditation. Oh. And then we go into the practice. And after that, on Saturday at 11 a.m., it is followed by Yoga Sculpt, which is uh, yoga with weights.
0: Really? And now, I've a, never seen yoga with weights before.
1: It's a great, great workout. Really? Yes, it's fun. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, it's you know, you know how sometimes the practice can become s- serious at one point. So mm-hmm. it's it's good sometimes to once a week just let loose and have fun.
0: Now, how does it work? Do people come and come to once to see how they like it, or, or how, do you have to belong to the Evolution Yoga, or do you pick your classes, or how do people come to classes and join?
1: So, people join uh, Evolution Yoga. We have an intro offer for thirty days at forty nine dollars a month for unlimited yoga, so you wow. can try the different classes. Wow! Well, that's
0: amazing.
1: Meet the different. Yeah, we we want to give to the community this is ab- it's not about us this is about creating a space for the community to connect for people to come and connect and the community makes it mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. and we're here as teachers and individuals to hold the space
0: mm-hmm. i mean that but that is i mean cuz yoga can be expensive mm-hmm. so it, it can be expensive so this is a good chance to Kind of come and experience different kinds of yoga in different classes and see what's a good fit for you. Exactly. Yeah, and, and get used to it. And then that, and it goes otherwise month by month, or is that, yes. that how it goes?
1: So we have different packages mm-hmm. and uh, monthly uh, uh, packages as well. So we have five class uh, passes that are for $75, so it would make it like 15 bucks a class, and 10 class passes at 140 and six months' commitment for ninety nine a month, so we want to make it accessible uh, to our students to be able to uh, practice yoga among other modalities that they might be doing
0: What, what do most students do what, what are, what's the most popular classes for people
1: The most popular classes are um, the uh, the classes on uh, at five p m Really? Yes. The classes at 5 p.m., people end their day and just come in. And before going home, just have fun. And we do have showers also for...
0: I didn't know that.
1: Uh, people, you know, well, some people... handy if you're going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Certain people love to uh, go to yoga before work. Yeah. So we'll enable people to have that ability to just come in, do their practice, shower, and go on with their day.
0: Can some people just do and pay as they go and pay per class if yeah, that's what they want to do because they just don't know what's gonna what their schedule is going to be like? Yeah,
1: we, we do have a drop in rate at eighteen dollars mm-hmm. uh, per class, and you can come and once in a while and try a mm-hmm. class and mm-hmm. see if it uh, works for you.
0: You know, and it's interesting because I I get stuck in routines and I am I'm a kind of a fixed position kind of person, so I like you know having a routine and I will always. For me, you have to almost make it like an appointment. If you're going to really show up at yoga and make it work for you, you know, Um, it's good. I make it almost like this is my appointment and it's like it's in my regular schedule to show up at this time and do this. And without fail, I am always happy that I made that time to do that, you know, because we all get really busy. Um, But unless you make it um, some kind of inner commitment and a commitment to yourself that this is what you're going to be. Doing, you know, and it's really not just for yourself. It's for your body. It's for your well-being. It's for also the people you meet because you make friends. I've, I've made some really good friends through yoga.
1: Yes, and this is, you know, ultimately it's it's creating a certain discipline for yourself mm-hmm. as as a practice, um, and also truly like making friends and creating a community is the most beautiful aspect of this whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think actually there's also a vibe that comes that it's really beautiful about Wailuku because, um, you know, speaking of evolution, I've seen Wailuku evolve over the last 10 years, you know, in 15 years, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's becoming more of its own unique place that's reflecting some of the interests of the community and a lot of interesting owner-operator stores. Um, if you walk down Market Street, yes, you know you'll see the Waduku Coffee Company. I love they—they've survived, and it's not easy, you know. There they are; they're surviving. People support them. Pharmacy, you've seen beautiful the beautiful phar- place, yeah. yeah. Pharmacy doing really well there, um, and I love the fact that, of course, there's the Green Tea Boutique for wonderful mm-hmm. massage, and and um, also I got my books and CDs there, and and you know it's it's kind of. Interesting, too, there's some kind of artistic places, you know, and I haven't been to the Y Y Bar. Is it Y Bar?
1: Uh, Y Bar, yeah.
0: I haven't been there yet. I've got to go in there. That's
1: a good, 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 great little place, yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: For music and things, which is great. And then, of course, the E.O. Theater, which does lovely stuff. So, I mean, I think of all the communities, Wailuku is the most real. You know, it's, there's lots of other communities, right? But Wailuku is very real and very much owner-operator and kind of unique, right?
1: It's happening.
0: Yeah, it's it happening. Is, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and,
1: um, you know what, that's what's beautiful about Wailuku. It's um, you can walk in into a yoga class or the coffee shop or anywhere, and it's, it's people from different horizons. Mm. But those people like have that sense of communion once they enter the space. You know, whether it's the coffee shop, whether it's the yoga studio. And, you know, it's just like about creating something.
0: Mm-hmm. It's and interesting because your wife works in Paia. Mm-hmm. She's an acupuncturist. Were you tempted to do something in Paia? Or what drew you to Wailuku rather than a place like Paia or Makawao or something?
1: You know, Wailuku is a great place. Central Maui is, you know, I mean, there are great yoga studios on the North Shore, in upcountry mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. You know, but why have another yoga studio when you can have something? You can be a pioneer, something somewhere else. And Central True. Maui is yeah. is a great place where people are striving yeah. to have yoga studios to have coffee shops and all that so we we come in and share the love and these are
0: people that aren't passing through they're not transient visitors either so much i think some of the other areas you have more visitors in Paiya and you might have more visitors in Wailea area or something but i think the people here in wailuku are people that work and live in the community more
1: yes our our community is mostly local uh individuals local people. people yeah
0: and working people that, yes yeah yeah
1: definitely definitely not so much the transient population
0: yeah and I, mm-hmm. I mean because there is you see this in Paiya, there's a lot of people that come for a season of windsurfing or something or they're you know they're just here and gone you know and here for uh, a few weeks sometimes and gone but I think in Wailuku we don't see that so much you know I think it's kind of unique that way
1: yes it's yeah. a, its own little beauty yeah well
0: and I, people I I had a chance to do a show with you a while back um People may not know it, but you're from Morocco. You were born in Morocco, and you're the first person from Morocco that was born in Morocco that I've ever met. And, uh. known. and you kind of, to me, look Egyptian. You have an <laughs> Egypt. Well, but then again, I don't know most Moroccans, so maybe a lot of Moroccans look Egyptian too. But I don't. You mm-hmm. kind of have, mm-hmm. you have an e- Egyptian vibe. Where I have been to Egypt twice, right? Mm-hmm. But you have that kind of vibe, and 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 it's an interesting place because. Morocco is very cosmopolitan as well. Um, it's kind of an international, got an international vibe about it as well.
1: Yes, yes, and, and very some, much so.
0: And it's and it's popular tourist place as well, right?
1: Uh, excuse me.
0: A tourist place. Yes, very much so. Lots
1: and lots of visitors.
0: Do they have yoga studios? And, and do you find Mar- when you go? When was the last time you went back to Morocco? Uh, two years ago. Oh, two, years, two years ago. Your, your and family there?
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. My family is there and. Yeah, since you mentioned mentioning the yoga it's um yes you guys it's that version in stage in Morocco uh-huh. yes, and it's so beautiful to see so beautiful there are seeing.
0: there are some really hot windsurfing places over there, right
1: yes, yes, in the south of Morocco uh, some of the hubs and po- some
0: of the some of the film studios and everything are happening, so there's people that come in with money to shoot films down there, Mm -hmm. I guess, in the south of Morocco? In
1: the south of Morocco, yes.
0: Yeah, which is an interesting thing because I never thought of Morocco as much of that until I started seeing a lot of these movies. And you look and you see where the set and the location is, and you see Morocco, Morocco. So a lot of films that have things that are set supposedly in the Middle East um, or in... Um, either maybe supposed to be Syria or someplace in Afghanistan, they shoot there in Morocco. Because obviously you're not going to go to Syria and do, <laughs> <laughs> do a movie, I don't think, at this time. Right? <laughs> I don't think you're going to go to Pakistan even yeah. and shoot right now. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Unless you want to get really good insurance yeah. and get yeah. shot at But, <laughs> but, but Morocco is, is, is very, very unique. So when you go back there and, and you, you look at where you've come, your own evolution, from your roots of Morocco, does it seem interesting? Have you changed and evolved from where you began in, in, in Morocco to where you are now?
1: Definitely. It's been a, an amazing, incredible journey. It's been an incredible journey to, uh, to, to be where I am today in, in my life journey. And uh, I'm fully grateful uh, for everything, for everything that I went through and having the ability to share that. True evolution yoga is really amazing because it's beyond the yoga it's just you know sharing who we are as individuals and as teachers and
0: you know I'm trying to think and I know there's many yoga places but I don't know any other men um, that own yoga studios mostly it's women isn't it
1: I do believe so I, I do think believe so, so yeah I think so. Yeah, not to my knowledge on Maui uh, yeah not to my knowledge on Maui yeah uh, you know, I don't. I don't know.
0: I can think of some women, but I can't think of any men that yeah. are do- doing that. You know, yeah. um, and a lot of places they, you know, they have. They found that um, they want to teach yoga teachers. There's become mm-hmm. like a mini business. A lot of them are trying to do yoga teaching because mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of money uh, being made by some teachers and in, and in, in teaching other teachers to become teachers because mm-hmm. it's so popular now, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go. I remember when Reiki was really popular, <laughs> and everyone was taking Reiki classes, right? But now you go and you take your yoga you know, classes, and you want to be a yoga teacher, right? It seems yes. like the perfect gig, right, Just to be a yoga teacher, right? Yeah. But there's a lot to really being a yoga teacher. I mean, there, there's a lot. Um, and, I, and again, I think you brought that up. The seeds of being a good yoga teacher isn't just because you like to do yoga there's more involved in how you actually are a teacher and you're the heart of the teacher and you care and you can relate to the people in the class is much more than just um, being wanting to be a yoga teacher because you like being doing yoga right
1: <laughs> De- definitely definitely like being a yoga teacher i mean believe it or not it's it's a tremendous responsibility it's a tremendous responsibility because you're You are not only holding space, but you are the person that is the gatekeeper to the safety of the space and the safety of people's well-being.
0: That's a very good point. And I don't think a lot of teachers may may understand that. Because if yoga is done wrong, you can have injuries and damage done. And people don't ever think of like, oh, something could be dangerous in yoga. Mm -hmm. You don't think about that. But sometimes if you're not really aware and conscious of what you're doing, you can actually strain your body. And you've got to make sure you're protecting yourself as well and listening. And people should listen to their own body while they're doing the yoga and not just totally give up their own, um, well, I guess, own will to their teacher, right? <laughs> you've got to always still keep part, part of you that listens to yourself as well as the, as the teacher.
1: Yeah, you truly have to listen to your body. That's, uh, and the teacher is, is only a guide. The teacher is not uh, the ultimate truth. Like, we're we're guides, but we're also, we're holding the space for you to be able to tap into your inner self.
0: It was interesting because one time, because I've been doing yoga and yoga for years, and I've been going to the Y, and um, I forget what happened one time, one teacher didn't show up. So, I don't know, I've been doing yoga at the Y for at least 15 years. So one time a teacher didn't show up and I said, well, okay, I guess we'll do our own yoga class. Mm And people going, oh, no, we couldn't. I said, well, why can't? We've been doing it every week here for years and years. We should be able to do our own yoga class, right? But people were so just tuned in to doing what the yoga teacher told Mm -hmm. them, they hadn't really been actually incorporating it to understand how to do their own yoga, you know. And there is something. I mean, there's a balance. Like I said, there's a balance of doing your own yoga in your yard, which I do every day, but don't do it long enough, to doing yoga with a teacher. And then also learning that you are able to get something from it that you know that you need that changes your body. Because yoga will change your body. Yoga will change your body, but it will also change your mind. And it will change your state of mind. And it will also change your peace of mind. And it should change your spirit and your connection to your own inner spirit as well. And I, I mean, I've seen yoga become so popular, but a lot of people seem to be losing that other parts of yoga where they just think it's for the physical staying in shape. And there's really a lot more elements when you go back to the roots of yoga than just doing it for exercise.
1: Yeah, we say that yoga is, um, the asana practice is just a drop in the ocean of yoga. There's so much more, and with the popularity of yoga as we know it nowadays you you meet people where they are mm. and if people want to delve deeper into the practice please by all means by all means but i don't believe it it's fair to just push the teachings onto the people if they're not ready or not willing mm. You know, you know when the mm-hmm. when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah, no, that's so. a,
0: that's a good point too, and I mean, you, there's so many yoga videos. Do you I and mean, can you believe how many yoga videos are out there? <laughs> and, it's like, and I'm seeing them sp- sped up yoga routines on Instagram, and I'm seeing mm-hmm. everything on the YouTube, and I'm going, well, I mean, that's that's fine if you want to sell, it, but that, I mean, look at it. and I can't relate. I can't relate mm-hmm. to what I'm seeing there. You know. Um, for me, it's not something you just put on a video and do it to. To me, it's it's having that inter energy, the exchange of energy and and the group, you know, energy as well. And I love. I mean, <laughs> I just have, my favorite part of yoga class is uh, savasana. <laughs> but but you know, it's like you know, that's for me what I love is, is mm-hmm. that chance to after doing that. To actually let go of everything and not think and just lay there and be in that energy of what was created in yoga, you know. And I'll see people in class sometimes, and they leave. You know, they 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 go yoga's class over. They're not going to stay for savasana, right? Because they just are going to stay for the class because they want just the exercise of yeah. the postures, right? And
1: that's the most difficult posture. Savasana. Yeah, because it's the last one and it's the the sum of all parts.
0: Uh, you know that. Thank you for that, because a lot of people do not ever say that.
1: You know, and that's like that's how you you complete it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like the equation is the equation is not is incomplete mm-hmm. without shavasana.
0: Oh, I like the way you <laughs> pronounce shavasana. I say Savasana, shavasana, shavasana.
1: <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, that's uh, totally a pra- like to me. A practice is incomplete without that.
0: Well, thank you for that, because yeah. I I I could I really totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know we're so busy and in a way it says that if you're really busy and you give that up that you're not putting that busyness aside enough right to be in that
1: you're still busy <laughs> <laughs> you're still busy you know you're still busy and you know I have the um, I do remember my first teacher Alice and Dennis always emphasizing the importance of Shivasana in the practice and just really come in full circle and uh I'm fortunate enough to have her actually come in in uh, February to lead a teacher training.
0: Oh, where's that going to be? Eh?
1: It's going to be at Evolution Yoga Maui from oh. uh, February 22nd to March 16th. We're going to have... Um,
0: so about a little over three weeks?
1: A little over three weeks. So it's going to be an intensive a teacher training that is an intensive and...
0: Uh, and she was your teacher?
1: She was my first teacher.
0: Uh uh-huh. aha.
1: My first so teacher. how often
0: do people come for that?
1: It's the first of a kind. But
0: you know? I mean, is it daily or is it? It's going to be
1: daily. It's going to be from eight to eleven, then one to eight p.m.
0: Wow! So that's a commitment.
1: That's a commitment, and it's it's much more than the asana practice. We're talking about philosophy. We're talking about the ethics. And
0: so this is for someone who's really seriously wanting uh, to get into it as a whole life. Uh, as a practice, lifestyle as a lifestyle, lifestyle. Practice and
1: yeah well. and also like you know it's um it's going to be selective in a way where we want to choose carefully because it's a lineage
0: well i'm glad you brought that up because i mean i've done zen and i've done a lot of practicing in many philosophies and and ways of thinking and in zen there is um a lineage there is a when you take your zen precepts they give you a te- all your your teachers and your teachers connections and all mm-hmm. the teachers that go back to the very first zen teachers you know and not a lot, not a lot of places do that but there is something to carrying on that tradition of a really good teacher and being in in zen they call it a dharma heir you know you're a dharma heir you know mm-hmm. you're you're heir of the dharma so that's a that's a heavy thing right that that's your tradition that you carry on and you have a responsibility to carry yes. that on. And not a lot of people or things do that. So, I mean, that's interesting that you bring that up in this form of yoga, that um, that you're going to have that teacher.
1: Yes, we, we really want to strive to share the teachings, but it's very important to really have good representatives of the lineage. Mm-hmm. And if there is no human connection hmm. or understanding you know that's like a, a tricky part because it's not about it's not about the monetary aspect of it mm. it's much more than that you mm-hmm. you know we are, this is a responsibility and it's a reputation of carrying the lineage with you
0: no i think you're absolutely correct in that as well so when you do something like this is this something that you do as well i mean how do you fit in cuz i mean for you i'm sure it's really exciting for because me, for you it's like you're getting a chance to get back and do it again, right? You can yes, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you do something like this, how do you get involved in and and I mean, there's a term in Zen called beginner's mind, right? Mhm. And 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 beginner's mind is really great because in in Zen it's like, okay, sometimes we think we've got it all, right? And mm-hmm. and when you start to think you got it all, you kind of go through the motions, but you don't Really get that enthusiasm you get when you're beginning again, and we can lose that over time.
1: You can lose that over time, and it's, it's really good to bring that sense of humbleness to it as a trainer and seeing that in people's eyes and understanding, you know, seeing that beginner's mind in people's eyes as a trainer is really nice, and it just brings you that sense of uh, gratitude. Have you,
0: have you done these teacher, teacher I, clinics I, before?
1: I have done t- uh, several teacher trainings, but not as uh, not as a trainer, uh-huh. as a as a student.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: this is the first one where uh, I'll be uh, a trainer. Alison will be the lead trainer, and I'm going to be her right hand person. And we have uh, another person, Ginger Clark, who's um, going to lead the anatomy and physiology part of the training.
0: Oh, I think I got a call coming in. Let me see here. Aloha, you're live on the air. This is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Terry Gorman calling from Maui Grown Therapies. How are you today? I'm great, Terry. Well, we're just finishing up with Reta here, and um, we'll just say, Reta, thank you so much. The best way to, for people to follow you is uh, by going to, I guess, Facebook site or your website?
1: So on uh, our website, evolutionyogamaui.com, on Facebook, on Evolution Maui Yoga page, and on Instagram, Maui one And you can have all the info about classes, pricing, teacher training and everything.
0: It's so exciting. Well thank you, neighbor.
1: Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you, neighbor. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's always a pleasure to see you. It's always great to see you too. Aloha. Aloha.